Amen. Somebody lift up a radical praise unto the Lord tonight. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise, a mighty shout of praise, mighty shout. Come on, lift up your voice and declare that the Lord is worthy. Come on, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. High praise, high praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, anybody, feel the Holy Ghost in the house tonight. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Amen. 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 I feel something explosive in the house tonight. I feel like the adversary is in trouble. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how you feel, but the devil and me are not best friends. And there's something in my spirit tonight, I just feel like taking one big swing at the adversary. Boy, I wish, I wish I had somebody to help me right now. Come on, if the atmosphere has been on your trail, right now is a good time to praise God. Right now is a good time to praise God and say, I refuse to be defeated. I refuse to be denied. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. So you're going to have to be careful. Something might break out in this service right now. Amen. So glad that we have made the effort on a Monday night to be here in the house of God. Amen. God appreciates your faithfulness. Somebody shout faithfulness. Amen. God appreciates your faithfulness. And I, I really feel tonight can be a transformative night for somebody in the house. Amen. I second, I second the motion that tonight can be a night that somebody gets a miracle you've been praying for for a long time. Come on, anybody believe that in the house? Come on, anybody believe that in the house? And so as to not belabor the Spirit of God, the moving of God, 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse number 1 for your consideration tonight. Amen. And while you're turning there, has been such an honor and a privilege Indeed, a tremendous blessing to be here in the Northwest. And I don't know if, if an announcement of a long-term, non-ending revival is good news to you or not. Amen. We're still trying to figure this thing out. But I, I believe that God is doing something in this church. Anybody believe that? God is doing something in this church. And before the word of the Lord goes forth tonight, I want to be clear of my assignment. I feel a clear assignment in the Holy Ghost tonight to push this church to and through a spiritual portal, to push you through a portal and to help this body of people. For anyone that's been praying for a very long time to God, for God to answer things that have not been answered yet, if there's anybody that's holding on to promises and you're losing grip on those promises, I believe that tonight's message is a tool that you need to put in your arsenal. And God's got a divine word to deliver to this congregation, this 
beautiful people of God. Anybody ready to hear the word of the Lord? Come on, anybody really ready to hear the word of the Lord? Amen. So as quickly as we can, I know the young people are excited about going to school in the morning. And all the parents are just itching to get to work in the morning. Amen. We're going to make this quickly as we can. Amen. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 1, when you have it, shout amen. The Bible says, and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, hear, hear what Elijah said unto the servant. He said, tarry here, I pray thee. Somebody say, stay right here. Come on, say it with an attitude. Stay right here. He said, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. I want you to note the response of Elisha to great prophet Elijah. Bible says, and Elijah said unto him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, hear this, I will not. Somebody shout, I will not. Come on, say it with an attitude. I will not. He said, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Tonight is a good night to get an attitude in your spirit. I feel like fighting the adversary tonight. I said the stronghold that the adversary has had on your blessings, tonight the adversary loses his grip. My God, I wish somebody... I said the days and the weeks and the months and the years that your blessings and your promises have been stored up. Tonight is a good night to pull them down. Hey, if there's anybody that has a tenacious spirit in your spirit, I wish you would lift up your voice and cry out to God and believe that God can work a miracle in your spirit, in your family, in your soul, in your house tonight. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? Amen. And so with the help of God, I want to push us. I want to preach as plainly as I can preach, as practical using the Word of God to help lift us to a place in believing that God can do the impossible in your world. And I want to preach with the next few moments about the mantle of stubbornness. The mantle, somebody say the mantle of stubbornness. Now some of you don't like that word. And so for those folks that are easily offended, I will subtitle the message for you. And title it, The Mantle of Tenacity. <laughs> but I'm stubborn, so I like the mantle of stubbornness. I want you to look at your neighbor and ask them this question. Be careful. Ask them this question. Are you stubborn? 
Now, y'all be careful with that tonight. I don't want anybody fighting in the house of God tonight. Come on, turn to your other neighbor and ask them this question. Are you stubborn? Well, I feel something moving in the house right now. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Lift up your voice. I feel the Spirit of God moving in the sanctuary right now. I feel a spirit creeping in the sanctuary right now. Just a little bit more. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost getting a hold of somebody's mind right now. Amen. Somebody shout stubbornness. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. The mantle of stubbornness. Just the utterance of the word stubborn. Just kind of puts us a cringe in your spirit, doesn't it? Some of you I almost have to pray you through just now. You're ready to fight in the sanctuary. Praise God. Because we understand through life that if you've been human any amount of time, there is a quality, a characteristic within human nature that if you happen to know someone or have encountered a being, a human that has a stubborn streak, you would know that the characteristic of stubbornness is probably not the most desirable quality to exemplify in life. Somebody say amen. Somehow stubbornness, somebody shout stubbornness. Somehow stubbornness has a way of shifting atmospheres, changing emotions. Somehow just the utterance of the word stubbornness makes you uneasy because dealing with stubborn individuals, somehow we've learned that stubborn people, God help me tonight, stubborn people make life more difficult than life already is. Let the whole church say amen. I'm not going to try to impress you tonight. I'm going to preach plain and simple so nobody misses it. I, I would venture to say that if you were going on a family vacation, a trip, if you will, all it takes is one stubborn individual. Boy, I feel my help in the house right now. All it takes is one stubborn somebody in the passenger or rear seats. It don't even matter. And all it takes is your stomach to begin to growl. And you're going down the road and somehow you look at the nearest exit. And on the exit sign there is a plethora of options that are made available for your choosing. Boy, I feel like somebody's helping me preach right now in your spirit. And the options made available and you turn aside or you look in the rearview mirror and you look at the options and say, would you like this option, that option, or this option? And that same somebody, 
squints their eyes at the sign and I'm not feeling any of that today. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And regretfully, you're forced to pass the exit. And your stomach is still growling. And you go down to the next exit and there are some more options available. You ask the same prevailing question. You give more options at the disposal. And the same somebody. Would you like this option, that? You get the point already, don't you? And they squint their eyes and look at the choices available. And I'm not feeling those either. And somehow their stubbornness affects the move at hand. And all of a sudden, there's an agitation that gets a hold of your spirit. And their stubbornness causes a frustration to occur in your spirit. That makes you want to get to the conclusion of the matter more quickly. And all of a sudden, something gets a hold of you and you say, well, what do you want? Do I have any help in the house tonight? Yeah, I, I will venture to say that stubbornness causes a shift in the atmosphere. I just want to help some working folks tonight. If you are an employed individual and you happen to like being a stubborn individual, can, can Brother Williams help you tonight? there's a good chance you might not be employed too much longer. Because stubborn people don't make good employees. There's a firing down the road for you, my friend. But stubbornness might not be the most desirable quality to possess when it comes to physical carnal nature of this thing called the flesh. But tonight, I'm not preaching about the carnal nature of mankind. I'm not preaching about earthly things. Tonight, I want to push this church and push you through the portals of the Spirit. Is there anybody in the house that there's some prayers that you're still holding on to that haven't been answered yet? I feel the Holy Ghost in the house right now. Has there anybody that God has disseminated a, a word of a promise, but God has not answered yet? Anybody got some unanswered promises in the house? I believe God has come to give you a word amongst God's people that if you're going to obtain some things in the spiritual realm, somebody in the house has to change your approach in the spirit tonight. I've come to preach about being stubborn about spiritual things. Anybody ready to hear me preach to you right now? There is, there is a spiritual formula. There is a supernatural divine opening of a door that if somebody in the house will grab a hold of this spirit, I'm going to preach it until it gets on every saint in the sanctuary. I'm telling you, there's some things that you can get if you learn to move God. There's some things that you can obtain if you learn how to move God. And this brings me to the unfolding of the text of 2 Kings chapter 2. I'm taking my time, but God's going to tear this house to pieces tonight. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1. 
Second Kings chapter 2 verse 1 unfolds the story, a very familiar text, the story, the passage of Scripture that recalls the interaction between Elijah the great prophet and Elisha the student. And in this text of Scripture, the Bible declares that this was a supernatural occurrence that was on the horizon for it came time that God would open up the heavens and a whirlwind would catch up Elijah to be translated from earth to heaven. Can I tell somebody right now, I feel the Holy Ghost in the sanctuary right now. I feel something supernatural breaking out in the undercurrents of the Spirit. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? Hey, if you believe it, believe it in your spirit. Know that God can work a miracle in the house tonight. If you can grab a hold of it, if you can see it in the Spirit, God's going to open up the... And Elijah begins an interaction, a conversation with God. And God speaks to Elijah, and hear this. He speaks to him, and they're stationed at Gilgal. And God says, Elijah, I want you to go down to Bethel. I want you to understand that God's instructions were for him. They did not concern Elijah. Can I tell somebody right now in the Holy Ghost uh, that there's times in your life that God uh, is trying to take you to a divine appointment uh, and trying to push you uh, to another level. Uh, but sometimes we're dragging dead weight behind uh, and we're carrying folks with us uh, that don't have business being uh, in the same place uh, where God's trying to take us. Uh, hey, can I tell you, uh, hey, sometimes you got to leave uh, some folks behind. Uh, hey, if your wife don't want to come to church, uh, hey, sir, uh, you get here anyway. If your husband never make it to the house of God, God's calling you. God's pushing you. God's trying to help you. Sometimes you've got to leave people behind. I wish somebody would hear what I'm telling you right now. Hey, there's a place of anointing. If you can't help me, please don't stop me. I've got to get to God. I've got to get to a miracle. I've got to get to Jesus. My God, I wish somebody would let this get in your spirit. God's calling you. God's talking to you. God's trying to move you. Oh, somebody clap your hands and lift up your voice. Hey, this ain't about your miracle. This is my miracle at stake. This ain't about your promise. This is my promise at stake. God said, Elijah, I want you to go, but you're going to have to leave your servant behind. And so Elijah turns, hear this, Elijah makes a turn, and he turns around to the great, to this servant. He turns around to this student, and he begins to give him his marching orders. Here's what he tells him. He said, Terry, here, I pray thee. Somebody say, stay right here. Terry, here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me. And I can see in my mind that he's giving him instructions. This is not a question. This is a statement. This is an unmovable fact. You, you stay here. I'm going to Bethel. And I can see in my mind the prophet, the man of God, begin to make a turn to move. And all of a sudden he sees his boys following him. Let's try this again, Terry. Terry, here I pray thee for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And all of a sudden, 
Elijah gives an uncalculated response. Hey, can I tell somebody right now, sometimes uh, the only way you overcome the adversary uh, is you got to be unpredictable in the spirit. Boy, I'm going to say it again in case somebody didn't hear me. Uh, hey, if you keep on clapping the same way you always clap, uh, you keep shouting the same way you always shout, uh, you keep shuffling your feet uh, the same way you always move it, uh, you're going to stay in the same spot uh, where you are. Uh, but when you get unpredictable, uh, when you get uncalculated, uh, when you get uninhibited, uh, it's when God begins. My God, I wish somebody would stand on your feet uh, and say, I'm not staying here. Uh, I'm not staying here. Uh, I'm not staying here. Uh, I'm he gives him an uncalculated response. He looks at his man of God. He looks at his leader, uh, and he does something what no teacher's pet would ever say. He said, I will not. Now time out. Hold the phone. Let's take a Gatorade break. You won't do what? He said, I will not leave thee. Now, I know the Bible, when the word of God just unfolds these stories, they just sound so good and it just makes so sense that that's what's supposed to happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that it's not supposed to happen. He was given clear instructions. This was not a request. And I don't think for one minute, as charming, as wise, as cunning, as kind-hearted, you see how I'm buttering up, buttering up, don't you? As wise as your man of God is, I don't think that if Pastor Mayo said, well, brother, I think it would be a good idea if you do such and such and you look him square in the face and say, I ain't going to do it. I don't care how kind-hearted he is. I just want to let you in on a secret. That ain't a good idea. Can I get an amen in the house? But it tells him, I will not leave thee. And so I can imagine stunned by this response. He says, well, I guess if you're going to be stubborn about it, I guess we're going down to Bethel. So they make the turn. They make the turn. They're going down to Bethel. The Spirit of God is still moving in the background. And all of a sudden, God's Spirit quickens Elijah again. And the Bible tells us in verse 4, the Spirit of God spoke to him and he said, Elijah, I know you're going down to Bethel, but now I want you to go down to Jericho. But listen, you got to leave him behind. So let's try this again. He goes to the servant. He said, listen, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. You have to stay right here. He said, tarry here. I pray thee for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And so maybe the first time was a fluke. And I can see him turning his shoulder and getting ready to walk down to Jericho, being obedient to God. And all of a sudden turns over his shoulder and. Now something's wrong here, son. Hear me. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe you, were, you didn't hear what I said the first time. Terry, here. <laughs> A 
All right, let's try this again. Stay right here. And all of a sudden, he cries out again. I will not leave thee. Now maybe you could get away with telling the pastor no once. By the grace of God, by the kindness of his heart, he's got to just kind of let that one slide. But I don't think you're getting away with it twice. Nod your head if I'm, if I'm telling the truth. Y'all better take some notes tonight. And so I can see him stunned by this response. I've never heard that before. Something's going wrong with this boy. What's his problem? What's his deal? I guess, I guess, I guess we got to go down to Jericho. And so they keep walking, and I'm almost getting where I'm going. Hear me. They walk again, and the Spirit of God is getting so close. The Spirit of God is moving, and God begins to speak to Elijah yet again. The Bible says that Elijah, as they were going down from Jericho, the Bible tells us in verse 6 that God spoke to him and said, Now, Elijah, I want you to go down to Jordan. Now, listen, we got to figure this thing out. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know if, you, if you're deaf. I don't, know if you're, I don't know what's the deal. Maybe, maybe something's broke up inside this head of yours. But this is not how this works. I tell you what to do, and you just listen. And so it says we're going down to Jordan. And something happens in this text of Scripture. The Bible says in verse 8 that Elijah folded his mantle. And as he was getting ready to cross the Jordan River, the Bible says, watch, this boy is still with him. He's seeing this. He takes the mantle. Somebody say the mantle. He takes the mantle in his hands, and he stresses out, and he smokes the Jordan River, and the waters part hither and thither, and they go over to the other side. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. They go over to the other side, and this boy is still following him. He won't listen. He's stubborn. Something's going on in his head, and Elijah can't figure it out. So the Bible says in verse 9 that as they crossed the Jordan River, that something moved on Elijah. This stubbornness began to agitate him. It began to shift the atmosphere, and he turns to Elijah. I got to figure this out. Something's wrong. Something's not right. I, I don't understand why he won't listen. I, I, want, I don't understand why he won't be obedient. I, I don't understand why he's so stubborn. But you hear this preacher right now. He turns to Elijah and he began to ask them. He said, tell me, what is it? What's wrong with you? Why do you keep following me? What is it that I can do for you? Can I tell somebody and ask you this question? What is it uh, that God can do for you? Uh, what is it that you've been praying for? Uh, what is it that you've been holding on for? Uh, what have you been believing God for? Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? Uh, I want you to hear me right now. Uh, and he looked at his preacher. Uh, he looked at his man of God. Uh, he said, I haven't been following you uh, for no reason. Uh, he said, I've been following you. Uh, and all the while, uh, there's a mantle uh, that's been dragging behind you. Uh, he said, guess what? What, preacher, I, I haven't been following you for no reason. Anybody hear me preach to you right now? 
He said, I haven't been following you for no reason. Uh, he said, what is it? Uh, he said, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, he said, there's something about the anointing uh, that's on you. Uh, there's something about the power uh, that's on you. Uh, there's something about the spirit uh, that's been following you. Uh, hey, church, uh, tell me, uh, why have you been showing up, uh, service in uh, and service out uh, when you don't feel like it? Uh, why is it uh, you keep showing up to prayer? Uh, why are you so stubborn? Uh, and he looks at him. Uh, he said, I'll tell you what it is. He said, I want a double portion of thy spirit. He said, I can't. My God, I wish somebody would hear me. I'll tell you why I keep showing up to church. It's something about the spirit that happens in this atmosphere. I just believe that God can move tonight. My God, I wish somebody would get a stubbornness in your spirit. Uh, why you keep believing? Uh, because I know God can. Uh, why you keep showing up? Uh, I know God can. Uh, why are you so stubborn? Uh, I need God to move. My God, if you're stubborn in a house, uh, you ought to lift up your voice uh, and say, God, I want the mantle. I want more. I need a miracle. My God, lift up your voice. I want God's spirit to move in my house. I can't wait another day. I'm not going anywhere. I will not. My God, somebody lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. I'm too stubborn. I'm too stubborn. I'm too... I'm too stubborn. There's some things that God hasn't answered yet. Uh, there's some promises unfulfilled. Uh, I've come to tell somebody right now, uh, when the adversary is trying to lock you up uh, and keep you bound uh, in the same spot, uh, you better get a stubbornness in your spirit uh, and say, I will not. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? Come on, anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? Somebody shout stubborn. There is a spiritual portal. There is a, a divine opening of a door uh, that when God's people get to the point uh, that you're frustrated enough to pray with fervency uh, is when God will begin to move for you uh, like you've never seen before. Uh, hey, you can't stay locked up uh, in a mundane, monotonous, uh, mediocre uh, state of life and think God's going to move. Uh, it don't work that way. It's all right if I just preach plainly for a little while. In my young 31 years of living, I've mastered an amount of material of information through life and biblical principle to teach somebody and help somebody in the house right now. Anybody ready for some profound revelation? Here it is. Stubborn people know how to get what they want. Now somebody waiting for, for something to happen in the house. That was the light bulb right there. Stubborn people know how to get what they want. As a matter of fact, 
They don't care how they get it. They just know what they want, when they want it, how they want it. I need it now and not another day later. Hey, can I tell you sometimes you got to go through the throne of grace boldly and say, God, I'm putting a date. I'm calling a name. I'm I'm making it plain. I'm not praying amiss. I need it now. I need it now. Move heaven now. Call out now. Cry out now. I'm too stubborn to leave here without. My God, my God, my God. Well, so some of you don't, know, don't understand what I'm telling you. I'm just going to preach a little bit more simple for you. This is plain and simple to understand that, that, that stubborn people know how to get what they want. I remember, I remember being a young teenager at the point about 13, 14 years old where, where male hormones start to kick in. And I start liking girls because that's what boys are supposed to do. Well, I'm still preaching all right right now. And girls are supposed to like boys. Praise God. And I, I got to the point to where I started, I started liking girls. And then you know, you would notice that teenagers start fantasizing about what they want their world to look like when they become adults. All the teenagers know what I'm talking about. This is why there's hashtags called couple goals. I want to drive that, how, that car. I want to live in that kind of house. And I want that kind of wife. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I remember seeing something that just used to discombobulate my mind as a teenager. Because I would look at the exterior optics of relationships. And I would look at couples and say, yeah, I want to be like that when I, when I grow up. Oh, man, I want to have that kind of house. And you know the whole list. And there were some couples that did not make sense to me. Boy, help me in the house. I'm going to get in trouble before the night's over with. There were some, some couples that did not make any sense. Because I would look at the woman as a young man with good, clear, 20-20 vision. And I would see the woman beautiful, strikingly attractive. And I was like, man, I would love to marry a woman beautiful like that. And then my eyes would happen to peer over to her counterpart. And I would look at him, and I would look at her. I would look at her and look back to him, and I would say, no way. Well, I wish somebody would help me preach right now. Ain't no way. How in the world did she marry him? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, I say the same thing every time I look in the mirror. How in the world did I convince this girl to talk to me? But listen, in trying to figure this out, I'm a young teenager. I'm just trying to be illuminated to life. I'm trying to figure out how did this happen. And the truth be told, maybe, just maybe, this brother just had a lot of money. Because, ladies, you just tell the truth. We don't care what he looks like. If he's got a good 401K, he's got a big insurance policy, and his bank account is full, we don't care what he looks like. No, I'm just picking. 
But if he didn't have a lot of money, how in the world did this happen? Because to my eyes, it doesn't make sense that this brother would be remotely qualified to even sit at the dinner table with her. And believe it or not, I know this is a simple principle, and it just came back to my mind while I was studying. That sounds terrible, but it did. Maybe there was something about the spirit of this man that he didn't know what the definition of no meant. Boy, I'm, I'm going to help somebody before the night's over with. I'm helping all the young men in the house. You better take some notes. When she said, I don't like you, he said, great. When she said, I don't want you, he said, I'll be back tomorrow. When she said, don't send me one more card, no more flowers, please, no more candy, he said, teddy bear's next. <laughs> this brother did not get the hint that no means no. All the ladies say amen. But for whatever reason, something in his spirit, he had a stubbornness that when she denied him, he said, I'll be back. Can I tell somebody right now that there's times I get to the house of God and I tell God I'm not qualified to ask you what I'm praying for. I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your mercy. My God, I wish somebody would hear me, but that won't stop me from getting to an altar and asking God. That won't stop me uh, from running out anyway. Uh, that won't stop me uh, from shouting anyway. My God, you got to be stubborn uh, if you want to move God. Uh, you've got to be stubborn uh, if you want to move God. My God, I wish somebody would take about 15 seconds uh, and be stubborn in your spirit. Uh, I don't feel like praising, uh, but stubborn people praise anyway. My God, I don't feel like saying amen, but stubborn people say amen anyway. Move God, move God, move God, move God. I'm not worthy, God, but I'm stubborn. I'm not qualified, God, but I'm stubborn. Just in case you think that I'm just on the wrong side of life, uh, let me intertwine this with some biblical principle. Uh, the Bible tells us in Luke 18 uh, and 2 uh, that there was in a city uh, a judge, uh, a judge that feared not God, uh, neither did he have regard for man. Uh, and in that city there was a widow woman. And about a hymn preach to you right now. In the city there was a widow woman, uh, and this widow woman had a petition. I'm preaching to all the people that you still got stuff uh, you're praying for. You lock in with me right now. Uh, she had a petition uh, as she walked into the court uh, of the judge uh, and said, Judge, I need you to avenge me of my adversary. 
Hey, I'm preaching to anybody right now. If hell's been on your trail uh, and the adversary's been on your back, uh, to good night, to, tonight is a good night uh, that you will shake him off. Uh, hey, tonight is a good night uh, that you sit God on the adversary uh, and say, God, uh, I can't do anything. Uh, the adversary's got me on lockdown. Uh, I don't have my praise. Uh, I've lost my joy. Uh, I've lost my peace. Uh, but I'm stubborn. Uh, but I'm stubborn. Uh, The Bible says she prayed and begged. Hey, it ain't nothing wrong with begging God. You got to be persuasive. You've got to be fervent and say, God, it didn't happen yet, but I'll be back tomorrow. It didn't happen yet, but I'll be here. I hope somebody's getting this in your spirit right now. And I'll tell you how I know stubborn people get what they want because the Bible says that as this woman kept coming continually, uh, that one day her stubbornness uh, began to agitate uh, the king, the, the judge, uh, and begin to shift the spirit of the judge. But can I tell you something? The adversary is not going to let you go that easy. I'm going to say it again. If you think the adversary is going to let you keep the joy that you got yesterday morning, uh, you got another thing coming. Uh, if, if you think the adversary is just going to let you prance around here uh, with a promise in your back pocket, uh, you got another thing coming. Uh, but I'm trying to tell somebody, uh, they that wait on the Lord uh, shall renew their strength. Uh, I'm telling you uh, that the fervent prayers uh, of the righteous, uh, they avail, uh, they prevail. Uh, stubborn people get what they But watch this. The Bible says in verse 4 uh, that as she kept bringing her petition, uh, the Bible declared uh, that the judge would not avenge her for a while. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody in the house, uh, but can I tell you what that means to me? Uh, that means that this woman was dealing with a stubborn judge. Anybody see that so far? He would not avenge her. She kept asking. He kept saying no. She kept begging her, and he kept saying no. She kept crying, and he kept saying no. And the judge would not avenge her for a while because the judge was stubborn. But can I give you a key to unlock a, a miracle in the house right now? Uh, in order for you to move God and get what you've been praying for, uh, you have to outlast the stubbornness uh, of your adversary. My God, I wish somebody would let the light bulb turn on right now. Uh, if you're going to get what you've been asking for, uh, you have to be more stubborn uh, than the adversary is stubborn. Uh, if the devil's been fighting you, uh, you better keep on fighting. Uh, if the adversary's been kicking you, uh, you better kick back. My God, I wish somebody would get this down in your bones. Uh, hey, stubborn people. And all of a sudden, the spirit of the judge was shifted. And the Bible says that he called out to the court and said, where is that lady that's been begging? Where is that lady that's been crying? Because I'm afraid that she's vexing my spirit. I've got to do something now. I've got to help her now. I've got to avenge her now. Because if I don't. 
She's just going to keep on coming. Hey, I got to tell somebody. Hey, mama, you just keep on coming. Hey, sister, you just keep on coming. Hey, brother, you just. Hey, my God, I wish somebody would hear me. You just keep on being faithful. You just keep on fasting. You just keep on praying. You just keep on putting that tithe in the offering plate. Oh, I feel something happening in the house right now. The stubborn people know how to get what they want. Hey, sometimes you got to throw a grown folks temper tantrum. Y'all think I'm playing. I'm dead serious. You got to throw a grown folks temper tantrum. Uh, The Bible says that Hannah cried out so persuasively uh, and with such vigor uh, and such fervency uh, that the man of God came into her and said, hey girl, uh, what's wrong with you? Are you drunk? Uh, What's your problem? Uh, Because she wouldn't leave the temple's gates uh, and she wouldn't leave the steps uh, until she got her miracle baby. Uh, I've come to tell somebody uh, if you want a miracle, uh, you better tell God, uh, I need it uh, and I'm not leaving. Uh, I want it and I'm not leaving I beg you I beseech you I pray my God I wish somebody would get this deep down in your am I helping anybody yet I got more for you I got some more for you anybody want some more Can I tell you, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? It's always too early to quit. Hey, some of you that's, that's thinking about quitting uh, and giving up praying what you've been praying for because it hasn't happened. Uh, well, maybe it just won't happen. Uh, it's not meant to be. Uh, the devil is a liar. Uh, if God has given you a promise, uh, God cannot lie. Uh, he cannot lie. Uh, he cannot lie. Uh, he cannot lie. Uh, and stubborn people don't quit. I'm just a plain country boy preaching from Louisiana, so I'm just going to preach plainly right now. I grew up in a rural town, small town, and I went to a public school for all the private school folks. And it was terrible. Thank God for a church. Y'all have a church school? No? You have a, do you have a church school here? Hey, thank God for a church school. You start it up as quickly as you can. God helped them. God sent teachers. God sent teachers. God sent help with wisdom uh, to teach our children, uh, to raise them in the ammunition and the fear of the Lord. Uh, I claim it right now. I believe it right now. Uh, God, I pray that you will open up doors, uh, that you will put a hedge of protection. Uh, we come against the spirit of the adversary uh, of the day. This is God's house. Uh, this is God's children. I went to a public school and it was terrible. I seen all kind of stuff and what I happened to see at school more than I wanted to see, I didn't need YouTube or the internet. I seen more fights than I ever wanted to see in my life. I seen some serious fights. Now I'm not being violent, but I'm going to use this illustration because it's good. One day I seen one of the best fights I ever seen in my life. 
it, it, wasn't, even, it wasn't even a good fight because it shouldn't even happen. This little bitty guy, about that tall, he decided he wanted to pick on a guy that was about 6'3", 240 pounds on the football team. And everybody is trying to help him not fight him. We said, hey, bro, just leave him alone. And you know how some people, you know how, let me tell you how, how you know not to mess with some folks. The quiet people are the worst ones. The guy's just at him. He's not saying a word. He's like, bro, leave him alone. He just keep on going. Keep on picking with him. Keep on. That's just like the adversary. Just keep nagging you, nagging you, nagging you. Uh, hey, but at some point, you got to tell the adversary uh, enough is enough. Uh, today the, is the last day. Uh, tonight is the last night. Uh, I'm sick of your voice. Uh, I'm sick of the lies. Uh, I'm sick of, hey, I don't know if you're sick and tired. Uh, like I'm sick and tired. Uh, but you got to tell the devil uh, enough is enough. like unreal he picked this little dude up he picked him up and I know this sounds violent but I'm going somewhere and he starts pummeling and we're like no please get off him stop everybody's screaming you're gonna kill him when they finally pulled this guy off of him and this little guy he's messed up I mean he had it coming he was messed up and this is this is the point here it is all of a sudden he gets up off the ground, dazed, dizzy, bloodied up, bruised and scarred. And all of a sudden, Sister Mayo, he's wobbling. He can't even, he can't even stand up. He stands up and falls. He stands up. And Brother Mark, something comes out of his mouth. I don't know what in the world he was thinking. Would you believe what came out of his mouth? He's staggering and stumbling. And all of a sudden, he says, come on, you want some more? We said, hold on, time out. We, I don't know if, you just, if anybody's informed you of what just happened. You should be saying, I don't want no more. But he's staggering and can't even stand up. And he's saying, you want some more? Come on, I'm ready to fight again. Hey, I've come to tell somebody, if the adversary punched you in the mouth, you better get up off the dirt and say, I want some more because I ain't quitting. Because stubborn people don't know how to stop fighting. My God, rejoice not against me, oh, my enemy, because if I fall, I'm getting up. I'm stubborn. I'm not staying down. I'm stubborn. I'm not. Hey, my God, somebody ought to war in the spirit right now. I'm a fighter. I'm not quitting. I'm too stubborn to quit. That's it, sis. You ought to take another lap. Hey, I'm too stubborn to stop. I'm too stubborn to quit. I'm a worshiper. I'm a fighter. I'm a prayer warrior. I'm too stubborn. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm stubborn. I don't know what's in your DNA, but I'm stubborn. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. My God, I wish I had somebody to help me on the music right now. I said, it's too early to quit. I said, it's too early to quit. I said, stubborn people don't quit. 
Hey, stubborn people, don't quit. Hey, stubborn people, don't quit. We don't stop worshiping. You can't keep me in my pew. I'm not staying here. I will not. You hear me right now? Oh, yeah, the devil's in trouble now. Hey, I want to I preach to some women in the house. Hey, you need to get the spirit of Ruth all over you tonight. But what's that, Brother Williams? I'm glad you asked. Let me help you out. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 15, the Bible, the Bible recalls this, this passage that we like to rehearse. As Orpah is trying to turn back. And Naomi is trying to convince her daughter-in-laws, hey, just go back, just give up, just turn around. Uh, hey, the Bible says if any man puts his hands uh, to the plow and look it back, uh, he's not fit for the kingdom of God. Uh, hey, you ought to put your hands to the plow. Uh, I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm not looking to the right. Uh, I'm not looking to the left. Uh, I'm not going backward. Uh, I'm too stubborn. Hey, what she says is so beautiful and poetic, but what she really says was as militant and as stubborn, as tenacious as, as it can be. She said, entreat me not to leave thee, nor to return from following after thee. Everybody can quote it. Whether as thou go, I will go. Whether as thou lodge, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And your God, your God, your God, he's my God. And I know he can work for you because he worked for me. I know he can work for you because he's worked for you. I know... Come on, anybody know he's my God? You better say he's my God. And I'm too stubborn to... Everybody knows what she said. And everybody stops at verse 16. But anybody want to know what she said next? See, verse, seven, verse 16 is for the mediocre folk. Verse 16 is for the mundane people. Oh, but verse 17, that's for stubborn people. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm not preaching to people that's, that's worried about what you look like when you're worshiping. I'm talking about the people that ain't worried about the worship watchers. Hey, if you want to watch worship, you go ahead and watch. But I'm going to be worshiping because that's what stubborn people do. Hey, if you want to stay home, you go ahead and stay. But I'm going to the house of God because that's what stubborn people do. Hey, if you want to stay in your pew, you can go ahead and stay. But I'm going to the altar because that's what stubborn people do. Verse 17 is for all the real folks in the house. She looks at her mother-in-law. She said, whether, where thou diest, I will die. Now, if you ain't ready to die for it, you might as well pack up your bags and leave. 
I said this message is worth dying for. I said this church is worth dying for. I said this truth is worth dying for. And only stubborn people go to the battlefield and say, guess what? If I leave, I'm not leaving. I'm going to die on the battlefield. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm going to die on the battlefield. If I die, let me die. If I die, let me die. But I'm too stubborn to quit. If there's anybody in the house, I'll tell you about that's anybody in the house with backslidden family you better hear me right now if they're going to get here on the pew next to you you got to be stubborn enough to push up a prayer to God until they get here Hey, you better push up a, a prayer and send it up to God uh, and say, God, uh, I'm going to keep on sending up prayers. Uh, I'm going to keep on storing up prayers. I'll tell you how I know this text is for stubborn people. Put it back up on the screen if you can. She said, I want you to see this last part of verse 17. Bible says that she looked at her mother-in-law. She said, and even if I die, she said, they better bury me next to you because I'm still not leaving. But what she says at the end of verse 17 is how you ought to go to God. It's how you ought to come to church. She said, she said, if aught but death part thee and me. Now, I know in, in, in the good old King's English, in the King James Version, uh, that sounds poetic. Uh, but let me put that in plain, stubborn terms for you. She said, uh, I'm not leaving. Uh, and guess what? Uh, I'm going to make it more plain. Uh, it's over uh, my dead body. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm telling you. Uh, hey, Brother Charles, uh, where I come from, uh, if you're going to get to my family, uh, you got to get through me. Uh, it's over my dead body. Uh, you can't have my children. Uh, you can't have my family. Uh, you can't. Hey, somebody right now, uh, you ought to tell the devil, uh, you got to get through me. Uh, I'm too stubborn. Uh, I'm too stubborn. Here it is. This is not choreographed, but I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost is going to do in the house. You got to change up the game of the adversary. Hey, some of us, we come to God with the same prayer. We come with the same petition. We, came with the, we come with the same presupposition. But you got to change up the game if you're going to change God's mind. Now, this whole message I've been preaching about stubbornness and you saying, but Brother Williams, I don't think that's a good quality. I don't think we should be talking about being stubborn. That's a very bad word. No, it's not. Because I looked up the definition in Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, I did. Since you think it's a bad word, I'm here to prove you wrong. Do you know what the word stubborn means? Here it is. By definition... The word stubborn 
is the refusal to change your mind or your course of action in spite of the difficulty. I don't know if that does anything to you. I don't care if it's hard. I'm stubborn. I don't care if it hasn't happened. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. Hey, my God, I wish somebody was stubborn and put a praise in your feet. I wish somebody was stubborn and put a shout in Do I have any stubborn people over here? Any stubborn? Are you stubborn? Are you stubborn? Are you stubborn? Are you stubborn? Hey! My God, you ought to throw out your hands and lift up a cry and put a shot of your spirit. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. Yes! Come on, that's it. Hey! I'm stubborn. Come on, that's it. Come on, stubborn people. Come on, stubborn. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. Hey, if you want the Holy Ghost, you gotta be stubborn for it. about to happen in the house. Hey, I can see the heavens opening up. I can see the chariots on the way. Hey, stubborn people. Hey, stubborn people. Hey, stubborn people. That's it. Stubborn people break out. Hey, stubborn people got them. That's it. Come on, be stubborn. Be stubborn. Be stubborn. Come on, be stubborn. Come on, be stubborn. Come on, be stubborn. Hey, stubbornness ain't pretty. Hey, stubbornness ain't cute. And cry out, cry out. Hey, I gotta shout to move God. I've got to dance. Come on, 